It's not often that we get hockey players with us here on Sharing the Victory, but it's great to talk to Dan Ellis, the outstanding goaltender for the Nashville Predators in the National Hockey League. Dan, welcome to Sharing the Victory. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, Ron. Dan, I'll tell you what, I have been fascinated with goaltenders all my life. I don't know a whole lot about hockey, but I know when I watch hockey, I study the goaltenders. I love the reflexes and the quickness and the angles that they have to learn. Tell us what goes into the training of a goaltender. Well, the training of a goaltender is very different. Going through the college ranks and, and growing up, you know, I think everyone wanted to train hockey players all the same way. They figured, you know, they have to be strong and big and, and muscular. But, you know, goaltending has really changed, and, and the, the way goaltenders train has also changed over the years. You know, it's something that I've, I've dedicated a lot of time, effort, and resources into finding the best way to train for a goaltender because you don't so much need to be that strong. You have to have very powerful legs so that you can get in and out of the crease, moving side to side across. So you, you need to have that explosive power in your legs, but you really need to stay flexible. So a lot of times when you're lifting those heavy weights, you're gaining strength, but you're you're decreasing your flexibility mm. and your speed and stuff like that. So I've, uh, what was it, about four summers ago, I went out to California, and uh, I, I trained with uh, the trainer for Troy Palomalu. Mm. And uh, I went out there, and they have very quick, balance type of exercises, everything dynamic, it's low weight, high reps, um, everything for speed and quickness, agility, and uh, and flexibility. So, mm. you know, I really, my training really evolved when I went out with those guys. They, they teach a lot of things that are very different from uh, from anyone else's uh, training regimen. Uh, a lot of things on balance boards and things like that, being able to push off and have strength and power when you're on an unstable environment, like being on the ice. So, you know, there's a lot of things there. And then another area that uh, a lot of people don't focus on is actually eye training. And I started to work out with, uh, with an eye doctor out in California as well. And he, uh, he worked with Sammy Sosa and a number of other baseball players that taught them how to see the ball and, uh, you know, visualize and, and, and watch the, even the, the strings on the ball coming into the, into the plate as, as they hit it. And, uh, you know, they never really worked with hockey, but, you know, it was just natural in the fact that you have to be able to see the puck just as well as a baseball player needs to be able to see the ball. So you know, I've done a lot of uh, a lot of work, and, and every summer I try to find something new, try to find something that uh, can help take you to the next level because, you know, as you know, playing in professional sports and college sports, if you can continue to find that, that little extra edge, that's going to help kind of set you apart from uh, – from the rest of the players that are maybe vying for your position. Man, I'm ready to put on a mask and some skates and get next to a net, man, and defend it. <laughs> you know, you've excited me. Whoa, I love that. You know, you know what I really love about it, Dan, is that I really believe that hockey should be a modern-day parable for how we live in the kingdom for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the scriptures talk about training. You know, the, we, we hear the, the familiar ones in Proverbs 22, train up a child. I love Hebrews chapter 5 where it talks about training so that we may discern the difference between right from wrong. And you as a Christian, Dan, have you been able to apply that next level mentality that you have, that extra edge that you were talking about in your hockey game, have you been able to apply that spiritually in your life in in terms of advancing the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, I think professional sports is, is a unique platform. And, uh, you know, I think it is most definitely a gift 
to be given the opportunity to play sports, one for a living, but to you know to be able to play in, in front of thousands of people and to, to have a voice. You know, you become uh, someone that kids look up to, people look up to. So that allows your voice and your example to to shine that much more. So I think it is a great responsibility that that you live in a way that is pleasing to the Lord and is glorifying to God. And, you know, I think there's a lot of different ways as an athlete that you can help advance the kingdom, um, you know, be it talking to your teammates who, who really don't know Christ, and, and you can, uh, you know, be just someone to listen to, someone that's not going to judge them, but that's someone that they can trust in, that if they have a, an issue with any type of addiction or if they have a a problem at home, or if they, or if they just have questions uh, about the Bible, I think you know there's a lot of ways that uh, that you can stand apart and and be a comfort to uh, to many people. So you know there's that way, and then there's also you know the the kids that maybe look up to you, being a good role model, being uh, someone that uh, maybe doesn't fit the norm of a professional athlete that has has a little something different to them and a little special characteristic and you know so those are the type of things that I think you try to focus on as as an athlete and advancing the kingdom. We're talking to Dan Ellis, the outstanding goaltender for the Nashville Predators in the NHL and you know Dan uh, as you were talking I was thinking a little bit about gravitational pulls and when you're training to be a goaltender I'm sure there are some habits that just come from human nature that you have to break. And, you know, there's a gravitational pull to do things a certain way, and you have to redefine gravity. In other words, you've got to train those leg muscles to do things in that net. You've got to train your reflexes. You've got to retrain your eyes. You talked about all of that. And, and I see that as we walk in the Lord as well. The Bible says that God's ways are not man's ways. In defining success... You know, whether you go to the playoffs or you don't make the playoffs or you receive an award personally for what you do or not, or you have a game where they score six goals on you or another one where you get a shutout, how do you define success in the Lord? How do you see the Lord and how he sees success versus man's opinion? Well, I think that's one of the things that so many people do get caught up with is they get caught up in, in results. I think one of the things that you learn as a Christian, as you read the Bible and as you apply different things, and actually when you go through struggles, it's through the struggles that you actually learn to, to really live, because anyone can live well uh, when they're having success, but it's through the difficulties that you really learn to turn things around. And uh, you just have to learn to look at success as you're doing your part, and you trust that whatever shortcomings that you have in that, that God will take care of the rest, that no matter whether you, you make the playoffs or not, if, if you gave everything you had, you have to trust that, that God has a superior plan, that maybe it was your plan and your goal and your focus to make the playoffs, but maybe you know God is allowing someone else to make the playoffs because that's going to help change their life, or there's, you know, you're missing the playoffs because you need something to learn to, to make you a, a better athlete, a better person, a better Christian for the future. So there's a constant struggle because especially in professional sports, you know, you're playing the sport to make a living and it, it gets so easy to to look at the results side of things and, and focus on uh, making sure that you're winning. And if you're winning, then you're finding other ways to, to change things. But I think as you step back as a Christian, you realize that certain losses and certain difficulties are, are coming to, to mold your character, to mold your, mm. you know, to, to show your example and to show other people how, how you deal with adversity and how you deal with things from a Christian standpoint when things aren't going your way. And, and sometimes that's a greater example than, 
and uh, you know, standing uh, as the champion, of, you know, of the league. You know, Dan, you won the Saving Grace Award over a year ago as the uh, NHL's uh, top goaltender. It's called the Saving Grace Award. I don't know if hockey uh, really understands what they're talking about when they say saving grace, but that's a very biblical term. I wanted to ask you about the spiritual climate in professional hockey today. I mean, are there a lot of believers? Do you have Bible studies? What, what goes on spiritually, you know, like in terms of off the ice where guys can grow in their faith in the Lord Jesus? Well, you know, actually, Christianity isn't a real big thing in, in hockey. You don't have it in the same way that you would, you know, football. You see in football, you see prayer circles, you see people, you know, getting together, you see lots of athletes that have books out. In hockey, you really don't see it a lot. It's it's almost more of a, a private thing. It's, uh, it's something that isn't that common. I know this year, we have a chaplain that uh, comes and works with us through Hockey Ministries International, and he comes about every two weeks. His name is Pike Williams, and he does an outstanding job just breaking down the Bible and, and making things practical. And really, there's only myself and one other guy or two other guys even on our team of, of 25 players that uh, will attend these type of services. You know, other people are, some want to look into it, some have questions about it, but there's not really a lot of Christians that I've found in, in all the years and all the teams that I've played on. There's generally been, you know, maybe at most five hmm. on a team of, of 25. So there's there's not a lot of uh, faith. And, you know, so being a Christian on, on teams like this, it is very different. Uh, it is challenging because in sometimes you might be the only Christian. Hmm. So you, in a way you feel a little bit on an island. And, and uh, But in the same sense, those are opportunities for you to grow. God puts you in those certain places because he knows that you can handle those things. He, he wants you to learn how to handle those things. So... You know, there's not a lot of Christianity, but little by little, there it's becoming known a little bit more. You know, who the Christians in the league are—the the Shane Doans and the Jerome McGinnis and Dan Hamuse and, and guys like that. Some in, are are coming more and more out of the woodwork, which I think will also breed maybe a new confidence. Uh, you know, breed a, an example to players who maybe have questions, because a lot of times people don't want to go somewhere when. They don't know if anyone else is there, mm-hmm. you know. But once you you see that there's more Christians out there, and that some of those guys that are Christians are some of the the biggest competitors in the league, people that you wouldn't ever think that they're mm-hmm. Christians because of the way they play the mm-hmm. game so aggressively. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people think that if you're a Christian, you're going to be a wimp and that yeah. you're not going to be have any strength or anything like that. But really, it's it's almost the opposite. You, you see, a lot of Christians are are the real warriors, the real workhorses of the league, and, uh, you know, I think that example is, is going to help move Christianity in hockey a long way. Well, you know, you're talking our language here, baby. That's right. That's exactly right. And, you know, Dan, I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to make a call to the masses of people that are listening to this show right now. If God has inspired you through what Dan Ellis has said, that would be a great prayer item for the National Hockey League. If some of you have a passion for hockey, I, I would like you to get on your knees and commit to maybe praying daily or weekly for the NHL, that God would reveal himself in the presence of Jesus Christ on teams through men like Dan Ellis and some of the other Christian guys that he talked about. And God, through prayer, will move mountains, and he will open hearts. Dan, there's going to be a flood, I believe, of prayer out there for Bible studies, for powerful witness, for opportunities on and off the ice for you and other guys uh, to make an impact for the Lord Jesus Christ. So at some point, we're going to be kingdomizing the NHL.
So, right. Dan, first of all, we just want to thank you for being on the show. And, and secondly, just keep saving for the Lord Jesus Christ, not only uh, for your team, but also uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ with souls. We just appreciate you being on, uh, on Sharing the Victory today. God bless you. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. Our guest today, Dan Ellis, outstanding goaltender for the Nashville Predators in the NHL.